Well, here it is, folks. 2019. A new year. A new beginning. For me, for you, for Whiskey Business. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodos, and welcome to Whiskey Business, the 2019 edition of podcast. Not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And yeah, I have a cold. Is that a good way to start a year? I mean, seriously, I got through Thanksgiving and the family. I got through Christmas and the holidays. I got through New Year's, even though I really don't do much on New Year's, but I got through it and I put my best foot forward and then I get a cold. And I don't want to hear everybody say, did you get your flu shot? I don't have the flu. I have a cold, just a freaking cold. And I have tea and I have whiskey and I know that eventually whiskey and it's supposed to go into the tea but I don't have lemon to make the proper hot toddy so I'm drinking them separately and despite the fact that I have a cold I really really feel that 2019 is going to be an exceptional year uh just in life in general and for this podcast because We're kicking it off with a very special guest who we'll introduce here in just a moment. I have a couple of little things to do before that. Uh, The two gentlemen who helped put this podcast together so magnificently, uh, my audio producer, Greg Hansberry, right there. What's up, And and the video producer over there, Mr. John Whitney, for our YouTube channel, are exceptional talents in their own rights. And I did not get to see them over the Christmas holidays. So, fellas. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. Look at this. A new year. A bottle of new riff nice. for you. Sweet. And new a bottle of new riff for you. Thank you sir. New year, new riff, great bourbon, new to the market. I think you guys yeah, will I've find never seen it. it. Oh, you'll find it. I think you'll find it lovely. Uh, I got you both the same so you wouldn't fight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want you guys to fight over oh, anything. Matching PJs again. Yeah, yeah. That way, this is better than mine. No, they're the same. I have the better bottle. I have the single barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I have the better bottle. Okay. So the fall anyway. 2014. Nice. Thanks, Dino. So uh, my my most deep felt appreciation to Thanks, the both buddy. of you uh, for everything we've done so far, and as we move on, our guest bottle tonight looks like it's almost empty. Is Scotch whiskey, Monkey Shoulder, from the good folks uh, at William Grant. This is a blend of their single malts. It's lovely. It's, I believe, under $30 a bottle. Uh, And it's a lovely blended malt scotch whiskey with some wonderful notes. And uh, uh, even though my nose is not uh, exceptional right now, normally I would be able to smell mm, some of the cinnamon in there, but I'm not doing such a good job of it tonight. And why scotch? Because normally we have bourbons and ryes and whatnot we don't have a lot of scotches because we don't have a lot of scotch drinkers but tonight tonight ladies and gentlemen so thrilled to have on the podcast to kick off 2019 from wtvn 610 a.m doing afternoons at wtvn it's mr mark blazer everybody scotch drinker radio afternoon host and yeah, and you're a Johnny Walker Black guy. Yes. I know this because I guessed it on your show a while back and found out you were a scotch drinker and you told me you liked a Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, my, since my nose isn't stopped up, I think I do smell the cinnamon. Do that you? you that, I think I smell the <laughs> notes does. of cinnamon. Notes, a little bit of nutmeg, a little bit of cinnamon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Ooh. got a nice finish. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice, even with a cold, I can taste it. It's got a nice, uh, 
almost pepperminty finish at the end. And uh, it's nice to it's nice to switch off, go back to scotch. I mean, when you and I drank it on the air, right? Because you uh, gave me a bottle of Glen Levitt. Yeah, we drank that on the air, and it's 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 like it's like a ooh, you know, when you go from bourbon to scotch, you know, quickly for the first time, right. it's like it's it's a little shock to the system. Shock in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. But then it actually started to. I started to remember all the all the silky goodness that comes from a good Scotch whiskey. And this one, have you ever had Monkey Shoulder? I have not. This is a this like I said, man. This is this is right in your wheelhouse of price. It it might even be less than your Johnny Walker Black, um, and uh, it's really quite smooth, to to be honest with you. And um, it's a uh, it's a blend, so it's not like for those who are the the single malt guys who. Like it peaty and smoky, and you're not going to get that in the monkey shoulder. You're just going to get a good, a good, good glass of scotch. Well, Johnny Walker is obviously a blend too. So, yes. and then the single malt. There are like Dalwini is a single malt that I actually like. My father-in-law is a big fan of that. That's good. But I'm not a peaty guy. I don't yeah. like the you know peaty. No. So your father-in-law likes scotch. Yeah, absolutely. Is that one of the things that you have in common? With yes. Your, with him. Yes, and and short stories. We get into a, a couple cigars here and there too. Yeah. Like the the Queen Bee, the Arturo Fuente. Nice. Yeah, so you're a cigar smoker too. Yeah, here and there, sure. Yeah, absolutely. See, I never got into cigars that much. Yeah, my brother-in-law is into cigars real big, and whenever I go down to visit them, we go to a cigar shop, and uh, there's a a guy named Ulysses who's for, his name is he's from Cuba. He's quite the character, but that's when I embrace the cigars. But I, I think I'd like to do that more. Actually, actually, I thought in 2019. I'd bring back the pipe. Oh, no. Yes, do it. Bring back the pipe. Yeah. You know? Maybe they have a vape pipe. Not a vape pipe. No vape. No, just a pipe. Just, just a regular pipe. Yeah, do that. You know? Load it up with some nice cherry, I don't know, some sort of nice blend tobacco. Uh, I like the whole process of the pipe and lighten it and the and the contemplative thought process while you're <laughs> while you're sitting there thinking about what to do and... Or maybe what to write, and, <laughs> and it. It, when you're holding the pipe, is it somebody, it's documented. Makes, a, somebody makes a point? You take the pipe out of your mouth. Yes, <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, Mark, I recall a time in the Congo. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Puffing out the pipe. I've never smoked a pipe like in a, you know that with the cherry tobacco. Really? Like you're, yeah. So that might be interesting. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Let's oh let come on man let's smoke pipes together. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Let's 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 get by a fire, <laughs> some scotches. We'll bring your father-in-law over. The red satin. Yeah, jacket. yes, ascots. <laughs> smoking yes, jackets. no, absolutely, smoking jackets and ascots. I'll be Holmes, you be Watson. <laughs> yeah. You can solve crimes too. <laughs> right, Scotland Yard's calling. Yes. Oh man. Let me ask a little bit about you because I know some things about you, but I really don't know anything about you. In respects to radio, when did you start? When did you get into this business? 93 was the first. A year before I did. Yeah. So uh, it would have been, yeah, that was uh, uh, Oldies, an Oldies station. Oh. Oldies 103, the radio station, the building's on Morse Road. So and here in Columbus. Yeah, 1150 Morse Road. So yeah. you've been in, uh, as long as you've been in radio, it's been in Columbus. Um, yeah, well, yeah, for except part. for the Cincinnati uh-huh. stuff that I did most recently and still am doing part-time, so yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you started out in Oldies, and yeah. then... And then that, they changed to, I was the youngest guy in the building doing Oldies, 
And the guy with, I had literally started growing my hair out then and had long hair. You had long hair? Uh, yeah, really long hair. And Can you still grow long hair? No. So t- take the hat off for a second. No. no. It's, I'm follically challenged. Well, yes. When did that happen? Um, probably <laughs> about, uh, what would that be? Maybe 20 years ago? So, or yeah, right around that. 20, 15 years ago, it started falling out. So I just. It just started falling out? Played the hand God dealt me. I mean, I always wonder about that because I know a lot of guys who had beautiful mounts. I mean, I recede on the sides here. It's just a, the same pattern as my, my father. But for the most part, I have a, a, a thick head of hair for the most part. Right. But so guys like you, how long, when you say you had long, was it like luxurious? We, yeah, I actually. Like, we, like, like a metal rocker type hair? Yes. To, um, Did to that my bum waist. the fuck out of you when you started losing it? Yeah, it was a little bit hard to deal with at first. Was it like Herky, Was it like you know, like Samson losing losing his power? Did you was, was there mean, power I, in the hair? I struggled at first, and luckily it was slow enough to wear, and I transitioned like the different lengths. And uh-huh. then it was all one length, and it was kind of the Gavin <laughs> Rossdale from Bush, kind of yeah. all behind the <laughs> yeah. ear. I did that for a little while, and then it kept going and. And then it began the, like up here. Uh, uh, I, was, I was like, and people are like, and I'm like, I'm just getting taller. I'm growing up through my hair. Uh, growing always, up through my right, hair. Right. Did yeah. you when you did did you uh, meet your wife when you had the hair? Yes. Yeah. Uh, wait. Not all. Like yeah, more hair. Let's more put hair. it that way. Yeah. Not the really long hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. And is she adjusted to you? Yeah. Oh being yeah. Be yeah. challenged through yeah, the years. She's completely cool. With it. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, that doesn't affect the way the bedroom goes. Oh, that's good. That's go. good to know. And that's really all that matters. That's, let's be honest. In the big picture, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When the lights are off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, that's so funny. So you go from uh, oldies to. Yeah. So anyway, so I was like the guy with the longest hair and the youngest guy in the building. They And, and I said that to say they changed to Z-Rock, and, which was an affiliate for Z-Rock, which at the time was based out of Dallas, Texas. So that was a national radio station, but we were a local affiliate doing local weekend stuff. And I, th- when they changed, they blew everybody out pretty much for the oldies. And then they started using, they said, hey, would you, would you be interested in doing this? With regard to, you kind of got the long hair already, and, you, and it just kind of happened that way. So then Z-Rock happened, and I stayed there, and then, and then from there, the, the rest of the rock radio continued. Right. Well, was radio kind of the, the dream? Is that what you wanted to do? Yeah, absolutely. You wanted, you wanted yeah. to get into radio broadcasting. Yeah, because I did mobile DJ work at first, and that was something where I go, man, I'd love to start doing radio at some point. And that's kind of how it happened. What kind of parties did you mobile DJ? Uh, like school dances, yeah. believe it or not. Oh, no, Stuff I, after don't, football. I don't believe it. I don't believe I can. I <laughs> don't believe dance. seeing you at, at DJ and school dances did you do that because you liked it or because it was just a good paying gig both i mean i do like the live and i still do the mobile dj thing do you really absolutely absolutely i still do weddings um and uh birthday parties and i just did a christmas party at crown plaza downtown here on december 8th actually so um it's fun it's still fun i see i like that the interaction with people is it because you get to pick the music you want to play it's really they pick what they want to play. Do they really? Yeah, for the most part. And you know the way thing the technology now, Dino, is so awesome. It's going to be lost on me. It's well, a, trust me. <laughs> if you want, if you if you're going to talk to me about technology, 
Go ahead. Give it's it your called best an shot. MP3. Exactly. I, I use. Oh. I use. It's called Serato DJ is the program. <laughs> I have my MacBook. I flip it open. I've got twelve thousand songs in there. No, you don't. I've got a no, DDJ SX2. No, you don't. It's science fiction. <laughs> and it, and it, they, they work just like turntables. No, they don't. Except no, it's digital. No, no, no. It's no. you. You re, you re, you do no, the scratching no. and the, you're no. speaking of something in the far, far distant future, my friend. This doesn't exist as we speak today. Dino's got the crates of records. It's the vinyl he's going to bring. And that's what I used to do. Uh And I said, oh, my God, this is killing me. It's breaking my back. I got it. And then technology comes along, and I go, you know what? Technology. I should start doing that again. And a couple of years ago is when I actually started doing it again. Uh And I love it. I love the live performance. It's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. It's instant reaction because you're at a you're doing a, a wedding and people are like oh, you're will, getting them to chant and you're like I will you give know. you that I will give you the uh, I, I was I was just writing about this uh, yesterday as a matter of fact about the immediacy of performing live mm-hmm. um, I love doing stand up because of the immediacy of stand up mm-hmm. whether it's, it's it's the instant approval. Or even the instant disapproval. I mean, you know literally where you're standing as you're standing when you're doing stand-up. And I love the the reaction from a live audience. So I imagine it's the same way when you're doing that. If people are digging what you're playing. They're dancing. And they're dancing, right? Yeah, that's they, my that's the challenge because you go, I gotta get people on the dance floor. Right. And that's your that's the feather in your cap. You're going, you feel, I'm winning. And do you feel like uh for lack of a better word, you feel like you're in control? Yes. Like you're kind of in control of the night? Kind of, yes. Yes, for the most part. I mean, the control is, eh, it's kind of a facade. You think you're in control and you go, I got this. And you you put a song on that you think is going to kill. And it's just like a joke. It's the same thing. And you're going, I can't wait to launch this one on them. And then, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, you go. My God, where's everybody going? I thought for sure they were going to dance to September by, by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Where are you going? In my mind, this was like, uh, yes. Do you, you remember? Yeah, come on. Like, come on. Where are you going? Yeah, so. And then I love it, it. And you Which go, I love that song, by the way. Absolutely. EWF. That's, yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorites, Earth, man. Wind, and Fire. Absolutely. I the greatest hits on vinyl. Downstairs. Sure. <laughs> you do. yeah. Are you a rock guy? Like, are you a rock fan first and foremost? Uh, uh, not or, first and foremost. I mean, I like I told you way back, I started doing... I did clubs um, for the longest time. I don't know if you remember Sharkies. I used to actually, oh, yeah. I was a house DJ there, and um, there was a teen nightclub a long time ago called Flamingo Isle that I was a DJ for. <laughs> I don't remember Flamingo Isle. I or, hope or, not. Or, or yeah. no should I. Right. It's a teenage club. If you weren't working there, <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't have like. <laughs> I well, love yeah, going there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That place no. taking it out. No, God, that sounds. Oh, God, this sounds disgusting. And it no, was, it well, was fun. The reason I ask is because that's a challenge that I come across, like trying to uh, keep up with the music that you don't really listen to, but people want to hear on the dance floor. That that's always been a challenge. Yeah, I you know I have a thirteen year old daughter and a, a five year old <laughs> son. Yeah. That, yeah. that helps too. That but helps. They keep you. They keep you fresh. Right. But I legitimately like a lot of the music too. And I really do. Are awesome. You know, on the dance floor, you play. I don't know. Um, we are family or something. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like yep. those are oldies and goodies are always going to be hits. Yep. Absolutely. That's a the, the any like the eighties. Uh, yeah. That's that's all. That's easy. Now, you do some of the millennials, like if you do their, 
Uh, if you start to do their wedding, sometimes they'll, I get, I'll get no eighties. Like they'll tell me, cause I'm on my website. You, I give them login credentials. They can go on. They, want they no build 80s. their own playlist, their own timeline. Why no eighties? I, I, some of it's like usually millennials that are like the 28, 29 yeah. year old, 30 year they old. Consider it to be a vacant well, I don't decade know. of music. I guess they're, <laughs> they just, they're like, oh, that's stupid. Don't no, play. No. And they'll say, and I have the do not playlist. And the you know must play play if possible and and inevitably somebody will put something on the do not play that I'm like why wouldn't you want me to play that like the no Lady Gaga or no I'm like what did they do to you like what is <laughs> it's just bizarre but yeah you'll get some of that but for the most part they go you're in control I go let me do what I do I read the crowd right. I watch people dancing right. I can see how old they are right and let me just let me do, that's why you're paying me let me do it you let know me do my so, thing no yeah, chicken fun. dance no chicken dance <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's like that. It's like that. Uh, that commercial that's on right now. The uh, just okay is not good enough with the tattoo <laughs> yeah. artist. Stay it's in your okay. lane, bro. <laughs> Did you see that commercial? Right. With the, oh, I think you're your talking lane. about the no regrets. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. The other one. No, stay in your no lane, bro. Right. Yeah. The, the doctor. He's like, yeah, he's okay. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. one. We're just right. okay. And that's the one where uh, we. I'm believe. one of the tattoo artists in the city. You mean one of the best, right? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to draw it first? Stay funny, in your lane, I couldn't bro. even tell you what, what, what product that's for. That's the same. They have like a series of commercials, right? Yeah, yeah, that you're yeah, talking yeah, about? yeah. The guy says, like, he's the, I think the it's mechanic. For AT, I think it's for AT&T. Yeah, yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't know either. It's like if, you're, it's a if your brakes don't stop you, something will. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. The whole series of them. I, I gotcha. think it's for AT. They should they should cut through a little harder maybe because I don't know what the product <laughs> is. But I like the commercials. It's yeah. That's funny. When did you start the Blitz? So that would have been uh, shortly after that. I didn't do very long in Oldies and then Z-Rock and then ended up there. So that would have been 94, Okay, I believe, would have been. I knew you were going to ask me these dates. In my mind, no, I'm thinking, right. I'm thinking i got to try to remember. But it, it's somewhere around see, there. See, that's the beauty of only having been at one station. <laughs> I know exactly when I started and exactly when I left. So one right, right. one station. So right. you got to the Blitz when I got to Sunny. Right. Yeah. It's probably it's probably about right. Yeah. About right. Same. Yeah. Time. And then I did nights there for thirteen years, and uh, yeah, it was it was twelve years, something like that, right around there. And then from there, uh, ended up doing. Did I go to middays after that for a minute? I think I went to middays for a minute, and then mornings with Mo. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so mornings. Uh, did you always aspire to do? No, the as a matter of fact, show? really. No, I said no, I, got, I have no interest in getting up at three a.m. I, I I want none of that. You, and then I filled in for a guy that they had hired at the time. Who, um, he, what happened was he needed. They were bringing him in. They had they had hired him, but they had don't, didn't have him in the building yet. And then at the time, Ronnie Hunter, who works yeah. there, she was. Um, Taken, she took like a little bit of time off at the time, but was supposed to end up on the morning show. And I ended up going on there and they ended up going, where has this been this whole time? And right for whatever here. reason, Mo and I hit it off, man. Yeah. And it was well, like, we were off and running. Yeah, you, you guys know? you guys had a lot of fun together. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, he's a talented cat, man. I love him. Yeah, he's down in Florida, right? Yep, yep. Down in Florida. He's on the bone down there, 1025 The Bone. Good for Mo. Good for Mo and good for Blazer. So yeah, you were on for mornings for how long at the Blitz? Um, I think almost six years. Yeah, was it's about a nice the, run. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Then we left there and went to Cincinnati, 
um, at uh, on EBN down there, 102.7 EBN, which is kind of like the uh, – they're like the QFM right. of, of Cincinnati, maybe a little newer, but their heritage, they you know had a long time. They had a um, – their morning show was on like 25, 30 years. It was like a 25, 30 year run. And then they left. And once that morning show was kind of let go, um, they were called the Dawn Patrol. And they they left for a while. And then we didn't want to be the guys after the guys. It's so hard <laughs> to be the guys after the guys. So I've heard. Right. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know for certain. But you, you that you, you weren't you weren't that guy. Were we you? weren't the guys after the guys. We were the guys after the guys. After guys, the guys after the guys after the guys. <laughs> Perfect. Everybody follow that. We're the guys after the guys after the guys. Which so. is okay. Yeah, that was that worked out fine. That's okay. Except for it only lasted eight months, and then they went. You guys aren't the guys. You anymore. guys aren't the guys. The, we, <laughs> need the, we need the guys after the guys after the guys after the guys. Yeah, those, are the those, guys. those are the guys. <laughs> Turns out we missed one guy. Should have been one more guy. <laughs> And so, yeah, Kid Chris is the guy who's, and he's still on now. So yeah. that was at late twelve when, and he took over. But yeah, that was just one of those things, man. It didn't, it didn't end up. Where, are, it, the, are the guy who hired us? Yeah, he ended up getting blown out, and he's now in Detroit. And so he, when he got blown out, they blew us out because they brought a new PD and who wanted to bring in his quarterback, if you will. You know how that goes. Yes, I do. Yes. So yes, I do. And that was pretty much it. And then, so I'm sitting in traffic, and I hear that. A guy left Mark Amazon, who was on WLW in Cincinnati, 700, right. who's the big one down there. So they're kind of like the Cincinnati version of 610 here, right. News Talk. And home of the Reds, home of the Bengals. And so their night guy left, and home I called. Home of the losers? <laughs> right. Oh, uh, sorry. Exactly. Uh, Johnny, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Bengals fan. Right. Yeah. Oh. Says the Steelers fan, by the way. Shut up! <laughs> right now, up. you have no room to talk. It was about a, me. it was a fluke. <laughs> well, I'm a Steelers fan. So. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I'm sorry. All right, All right. But we Moving digress. On. Go Moving on. on. Right. And and um and so I called the the OM and I said, hey, I want back in. And he's like, well, talk radio is a little different than doing rock radio. I said, I understand. He goes, when you want to stop talking, you can't because you can't start a Nirvana record. You have to keep talking. Right. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, so come down. I'll, I'll, I'll work on you. So a couple of years later, um, I'm doing the Bengals post game show. This is the, coming up on the third year. I'll be doing that and then filling in and all of that on there. So started kind of honing that talk radio craft, if you will. So, mm -hmm. and, and that's pretty, and that's where I'm at now. And that's, and you, you like it. I love it. Yeah. So going from, you know, morning rock to afternoon talk and, and, and going back to, um, Having to, not wanting to be the guy that follows the guy, you kind of fortunately, once again, didn't have to do that because your spot on WTVN AM was uh, was housed and lorded over by a, a radio legend in this town for right. a long for a lot of years, John right. Corby. Right, right, right. And that was a that was a spot people loved Corby, so. Um, but you didn't have to go in right after Corby. You were kind of, once again, just asked to fill in, right? Correct. And, and that's good that you actually even have, because it is a little bit, there's some, it was like, there was a guy who came on and who used to fill in for Corbs all the time. And when Corbs passed, he came in and began doing that gig. And it didn't work out for him. And then they brought Woody in. Right. And Woody is the morning guy and on Woody's COL. And Woody's awesome. He is. Woody's 
a, a talent beyond talent, without so, a doubt. So Woody is the guy now. He's doing mornings on COL. They gave him the afternoon gig after Corbs, and he's now the afternoon guy. He's Tom Joyner. If you, I don't know if you know Tom I know who Tom Joyner Tom is. Tom Joyner used to do mornings in like Philly and he, Fly to Dallas. Fly to Dallas, it, yeah. Like afternoon. Yeah, he was, it was Radio crazy. Radio legend, yeah. So it's like he's that guy, only Tom Joyner's black, so uh, yeah, Woody's white. So that, he's the white. Thanks for clearing it up for he's me. He's the white Tom Joyner. He's the white Tom Joyner. <laughs> um, and so he's also in the same building. As opposed to getting in a plane and flying right. to another market. He's going down to the, a, hallway. the hallway. Right. Yeah. Going through a different door, putting on a different hat. So that was going great. And then Woody had a situation where his doctor told him, you got to stop doing this. You're working too much. Right. If you don't stop working too much, this is going to end badly. So he was like, so it was kind of like his doctor told him, hey, you got you to gotta step back from this. And so I was, Woody had went on vacation and I was doing his show while he was on vacation. He never came back because the doctor during that time said, "Hey, you." There was a scare, and they told him, "You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop doing this." Yeah, and Dino, I never have come off the air. I ended up staying on staying the air, on, and the gig is yours now. And and I got offered a gig, a, a deal in in October. I'm incredibly fortunate, man. Very, hey, right place at the right time. That's you know what that is sometimes a very huge part of it, and you do a great job. I've had the the pleasure and the fun of uh, joining you on a couple of couple of shows, and uh, the last time I was with you, we did the whole show. And yeah, man, you're thumbs up. Thanks, man. You're, you're doing a great. Thank you. You're doing a great. great it's a job. learning process, you know. It, well, still, you know, it, but it's, it, fun. it's always a learning process. Twenty four years on the morning show. I, can I tell you that I stopped learning? No, that's no. You're constantly learning how to uh, do things differently or, or better or to improve. The, the minute you stop. Wanting to do that, I, I think, is when you're done. Is when you, when you when you know it, it's when there's nothing left to do, or there's nothing to let you do, or nothing you think you can do. Then you then you got to split. Can we flip this for a second? Can Absolutely. I ask you? You can ask me anything. A you want, question man. about 24 years of yeah. doing like what is the how hard was the the transition of not having to get up and do or was that the easy part? Or, um, or because I, I can't imagine like sometimes during the day you have to be like, ah, you know, like it's just it has to be a, a very odd feeling uh, doing the same thing mornings. Right. And, and having a number one rated show, obviously. Do you go to bed early to do your to do your well, when you did mornings, did you go to bed early? Yes. OK. Afternoons, yes. you have a little bit more flexibility, a Correct. little more luxury. You yes. know, I know I don't know what time you get in to prep for your show, but. Like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I'll get there. You'll get there? You'll get yeah, there that early for the absolutely. 3 o'clock show. I'm going to talk for three hours. Yeah. And we got to figure out what we're talking about for three <laughs> hours, man. Yeah, there's and no Nirvana it, records to play. No, there's no records. <laughs> and you don't get to just kind of just wing it. There is no winging it. I, don't, I can't wing it. I don't have the talent to wing it. As of not yet, anyway. I yeah. don't know that. Even Bob Connors didn't wing it, you yeah. know? And you obviously know Bob very yeah, well. He yeah. was... You guys were the monarch. You guys were yeah. competitors for years and yeah, years and yeah, years, yeah. years and years. So you know, even he didn't wing it. And there's a guy who, if anybody could have winged it, winged it. it, it you know, it would have been him. But to your credit, it doesn't sound like you're you're winging it. But it also doesn't sound structured and planned out. It has a much smoother flow to it. So that's to your credit. Thank you. Even though you plan, it doesn't sound. I mean, it's in a, I mean, it's in a comp in a complimentary way. It doesn't sound planned. 
it, it, it sounds very natural, Thank like that's what we're going to talk about. And that's good. I, I think that that cuts through. You know, it doesn't sound like, okay, here is the next thing. You know, there, there's not that, you know, period at the end of the sentence and next. So good for you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, which I wasn't trying to evade, uh, when you did mornings, did you go to bed at a decent hour? I did. I, I used... did not. Oh. I did not. So you'd go to bed at? I'd go to bed. Uh, the only time I'd go to bed at 9 or 10 o'clock at night is if I was ill. Then, you know. Yeah. Legend goes there are times he didn't even go to bed. And, there's a lot of, no, no, yeah. and legend would be true. Yeah. There are times where I didn't go to bed at all. You just show up from um, playing cards or from playing cards on a Monday. We had a Monday night poker game that was legendary here for 15 years, and and all of those 15 years when I was on the air, and those games would wrap up at two, three o'clock in the morning. Um, one of our uh, uh, our fellow radio uh, friends, Andy Mann from sure. CD 101 at the time. Uh, would would play and yeah those games they'd wrap up I'd say it's like four o'clock in the morning I got I you guys can keep on playing but I got to go to work lock up when you're done yeah and times I'd be at the Funny Bone I was hosting the Funny Bone a lot more back then and you know Thursday nights at the Bone go out with the comics afterwards and we tear it up I get home two o'clock in the morning and up I go wow yeah was that a lot what often that, yeah. Did I do that often? Often, yeah, I did. This was t- twenty years ago, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did often. Well, all right. yeah, I, okay, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I probably, you know. yeah. To say it slowed down, sure, it slowed yeah. down. But even if it slowed down, I was still here up till twelve, one o'clock in the morning. You know, I come in and I come into the stadium. Anybody watch Col- Colbert last night? Like, no, we were sleeping. We were in bed. Yeah, we were in bed. You know. So what would you? So in those situ, when do you sleep then? When you would get home at eleven or <laughs> during 12? commercial breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're looking over. Yeah. Going, All right, ninety like, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Tino, Tino, you're, you're yeah, back yeah. on. I got how long's the stop set? Six minutes. <laughs> Wake me in five. <laughs> One of my friend's favorite stories. Jamie Sanfilippo, friend of mine, we were out in Vegas, and uh, it was right around Oscar time, and I was doing a phone-in to, you know, to see, I was supposed to tell him what the uh, the odds were for for the favorites, at, you know, for Oscar night. It was on a, like a Friday phone-in, right? and uh, we're at the tables and drinking and just... Doing what you do in Vegas. Yeah, doing what yeah. we do in Vegas. Gambling heavy, drinking heavy. And it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. And they're like, oh, man, you know, I I got to call in. You know, I'm hammered. And James like, you can't call in. You're drunk. I go, no, I can call. So I go, leave the table. And he says, to this day, it's the most amazing thing he ever saw in his life. He goes, I, I dial in. I get a hold. And, and he's watching me. And and all of a sudden I go from I gotta call a radio station to Hi, this is Dino Trapos live in Las Vegas and I here's the audience I just like completely straighten up and boom, do it. You know, just like snap right out of it. I do the spiel, I give the odds, the Oscar odds, the favorites, who I think I, I without missing a beat, I click off the phone. And Jamie and then Jamie says the next day I went, I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what though? I laughed his ass off. For whatever reason, I'm not like I'm not really that shocked to hear that. Like 
for for what I don't I don't know. Like you come across as I I don't know to hear that story. I I it's so Does believable. It no, like that. It's you do it long enough, you can actually you can muster up. You know this the way you're supposed to sound. Yeah, and you can kind of go into that right. almost in any state. And I, like for instance, when at the Blitz when we did mornings. We would have porn stars in the studio. There would free beer Friday was a thing that people would be, and, and it was nuts in there. People, people naked. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was debauchery. Yeah, we and never they, had porn stars on Sunday no, ninety-five. No, <laughs> my point is, no, never did. My point is, going around is chaos, and then like you cue the mic, and it's like, and you just go. You know. And, it, and it's like, you anything can be, a boob can hit you in the side of the head. That's not going to distract you. No. It's not it's, taking you off your mission. It's bizarre, man. But I, so I understand. You know what that is, right? No, what? That's the sign of a true professional, my friend. <laughs> That's what that is right yes! there. Yes. That Amen. is the sign of a true professional right there. It's focused. You cannot be diverted from your mission and plan <laughs> as far as broadcasting goes. You will not lead me astray with your boob to the side of the face. <laughs> oh, man. Push away, breast. You no longer amuse me. I've got a job to do. That's right. Get away from me, memory. <laughs> memory. Right. I want to talk about some of the in-between gigs in between radio because you, you, you've painted this lovely picture of a very fluid seemingly dive from one job into the other and it makes this lovely tapestry of nothing but radio but that's not necessarily true no 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 there have been some some side gigs uh well you mentioned the mobile dj but that's still kind of radio ish and entertainment ish but there were some other gigs that you had that i found very interesting that you did and I didn't know about this until we actually chatted uh, one day after the show. I actually was a table games dealer. Right, which I find fascinating. At Hollywood here in town on the west side. Yeah. So I always said to myself, I'm, I've, I've sat on the side staring at the dealer. And I always thought it was kind of, I was like, it's kind of sexy maybe to be a dealer. or, or And I thought it was this really cool world that I wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And it's really dark, man. Yes. It's a really dark world to be a dealer because you have a front row seat for people who are going to, they're going to turn their mortgage into two payments or three payments right? or a car payment into two or three or five car payments. And you and I both know that place is not standing because everybody comes in and they triple their car payment. No, no, they do. The, the casinos are not built on winners. No, no. And it's, that place is beautiful. And I had a front row seat, and it was pretty dark, actually. You had a front row seat to the, to the uh, depravity of it all? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I always thought, I liked working on the weekends there, because a lot of people would come in, and they were having fun on the weekends. You don't get the professional gamblers that come in on the weekends. Well, on the table games, is it? Correct. Is, on the table games, is it? The odds are in the favor of the casino. I think on the table games, your best odds are in craps and blackjack. Correct. It goes exactly. It goes yeah. dice then blackjack. But the other games, the three card poker, the let it rise, those are horrible, and the, I mean, horrible those are horrible, odds. And I love them. Total luck. Uh, total. Yeah. It's but total guess what? Luck. If you're lucky, you're try lucky. telling that to a guy who just won a ten grand jackpot. Right. That that you you have no. terrible odds at this table. And he goes, yeah, whatever. I got ten thousand dollars. It says you're wrong. Yeah. You know? No. 
it's absolutely it's, it's either your it's your night or it's not right and i'm aware of that three well, card poker is really bad odds i know horrible and i don't know and what else i love it what what like let what it ride you, they don't, don't have ride. let it ride anymore in they, Casino. they got rid terrible of it. Ter- probably the worst of the carny games the yeah. worst they're they're carny they're they're carnival games they're carnival games they basically are when you go there you learn blackjack you have to know and the carnival games you have to know but to pick up any other games back like mini bock or Pygal or dice or roulette you have to 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 become full time you have to pick up one of those games and i wanted to be full time so i picked up roulette now i played roulette my whole life so i learned it i'm decent at math so it was one of those things where Okay, I'm going to do that. I never learned dice because it's incredibly complicated. Oh yeah, it's yeah. an eight week process going through the schooling. It's five days a week, so and they don't pay you for that. You don't get paid to learn that. So you're benefiting the casino, but you're not being paid for that. Yet you're becoming more available to the casino, more valuable, to more the valuable. Casino. But yet they're not compensating you. You don't even get more of an hourly wage for it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's because, silly. Uh, it's silly. You know, a good croupier. Is that am I saying that correctly? Croupier. Sure. Uh, Don't look at me. <laughs> is uh, I've been at crap tables where it's been bad ones, and I've been at crap tables where there's been good ones. <laughs> You're right. teaching them how to play. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was one time. Right. No, but I remember one time when, as far as the Carney games go, we were in Vegas. There was a, they had just come out with a, a game called Flush. Where you got seven cards, you just tried to make as good of a flush as you could make. Like high card flush, yeah. Yeah, high card flush. Yep. And the dealer didn't know the game. I mean, I was actually saying, telling the dealer, no, that's a winner. And no, that's not a winner. No, no, no. You're, you're, don't pay them out. Right. You're paying them out. And guess what? You're yeah. going to have to take it back in a couple yeah. of minutes because yeah, they're going to call they're down. Gonna, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's all, isn't it all like, Monitored and videoed and oh, everything yeah. now. So, oh yeah, you know. everybody upstairs. How does long did exactly you work? How long did you work at the casino? Two years. Two years. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic, man. Um, so, but you probably saw all walks of life. You saw you saw the high rollers. Yep. I dealt in high limit. Yeah. You guys would sit there and you know play in stacks of orange, which are a thousand bucks each. Uh, a couple of uh, a couple of gray chips would be involved there. Those are five thousand dollar chips, and. Um, it's staggering when I'm sitting there dealing to people who they win 70 grand in, you know, 15 minutes. And, and I'm thinking to myself, that would change my life. Man. Right. 70 grand. That would, would, that would, that would like I could wipe out some of my, all debt. my debt. Yeah. Yeah. I could wipe out some of my debt, man. I could pay off, you know, yeah, whatever. So it, then you see this, then did, did it was, you weird. Work, did, was it always the high limit tables that you worked? Or no, no. Just so you would work times. the regular tables. Yeah. So you would see the other side of it too. The really, the ways you were speaking of the people who were trying to, uh, they were risking their mortgage to, yeah. to, and it was always my fault when the cards of were wrong. It is. It's always your and mind. I'm like, I'm just the mailman. Yeah. I'm delivering the mail. Yeah. And some days I have good mail, and some you days you suck, I man. Right. And, and we had long sleeves, and they used to. I never forget this. They would be like, uh, "You guys have long sleeves." One guy goes, "You have long sleeves. You guys have cards up there. You're probably cheating with those cards." I'm like, "Cause yeah, my sleight of hand is oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, after I leave, after my shift is done here." I'm I'm doing a magic act over here at, at the right. OH. And I used to say to them, they're like, you can control the cards. I'm like, if I can control the cards, everyone at this table has my last name. You don't even get to sit down, I promise, yeah. if I'm able to control these cards. Because I'm giving all the money to all my pissed? friends. Did you ever get mad? Oh, yeah. Did you ever get really yes. mad? Um, I told some people exactly what I'm thinking. Like They're like, you're not, you're not even rooting for me. Why wouldn't you be rooting for me? And I'm like, you're not tipping me. 
Why would I root for you? How big of a deal? Because I always tip when I'm at the tables. Yeah. I always tip, and I always I, I feel like, well, one, it's the right thing to do, and and if two, you're winning, you need to be tipping, even when I don't win sometimes. And that's I, good too. I, but I understood as long as you're not a jerk to me. Like, don't be a jerk. If you're gonna sit there and lose, and you're not tipping, I get it. You don't want to give me any money as a dealer because I'm like I'm probably like a guy you don't like. You're thinking I can't win with this guy. Because that's what a lot of gamblers think. Oh, no, no. If they're sitting at the table. I know the gambler mentality very well. And you have. They're a superstitious lot. Yeah. You you have dealers where you go in and you go, I love that dealer. I win with them. Right. And they have nothing to do with it other than there's some sort of an energy there. But I can tell you people who complain the whole time, they don't win. So you got to be positive and all of those things. But, yeah, I would get it when people didn't. And I understood that, actually. I understood that. Did you ever get to a point where somebody would say you you saw somebody like you like. Like, dude, you just need to s- stop. I never told anybody that. I don't think that would be the thing to cas- a thing the casino would want you to it's, do. It, it, they wouldn't, but I didn't do it because of that. I didn't do it because I don't felt like it was my place. Right. I, I felt like you're a grown man. You can figure out if you should be here or not. I don't. If you want to sit here and give me all your money, you took my money. I didn't take your money. You gave it to me. Yeah, you gave it. You gave it to me. I, you're not stapled to that seat. <sighs> the doors are never locked. You can walk out at any time. So I, I was always, you're a grown man. You can figure it out. I'm not going to tell you, why are you here? Now, I used to tell people, um, I've been doing this all night. Don't don't stay at this table. Because some tables you can't, you know how it goes. If you go bouncing around, don't sit at a table where a dealer's smoking everybody. It's just not smart. There are too many tables, and another table may have your run. They, they may have your shoe that you need. Yeah. So that's what I used to tell people. I would say that. I'd say, this ain't working out. No. I'm like, I'm like, you need to go to a different table. I'm kicking oh, ass I'm gonna over get, here. Yeah, I'm like, I can, no, I can beat you, dude. I can beat you. And it's like, you're not beating me. I, no. You can have all this. You can yeah. have all these chips. I don't want them. You can have them. Yeah. The more of these you get, the more I get, actually. Uh-huh. I used to tell people, but yeah. So it was, huh. it was, it was incredibly fascinating world, actually. It's fascinating to watch people win a lot. Lose a lot. Yeah, I don't think I would want to be on the other end of it. I mean, I, I'm sure you found it a fascinating uh, experiment in, in sociology and psychology, but it was cool. Uh, as much as I enjoy gambling, I don't think I'd want to be on the other end of it. I don't. Uh-huh. It was a bit of a, it was a bit of a curtain pulled down. Hey, yeah. you're so Santa. Right, right, right. It was right. kind of there was some of the, a little bit of that at first, and I kind of knew maybe a little bit, but didn't know. But once you're there and you realize it's 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 pretty cool. But at the same time, it can be some days it was it was a downer too. some days I left there and was like, why are these people doing this? You know, like it was exhausting. Yeah. Some days it was always my fault. It's always my fault. (laughs) I think it's like that in any job, though. You know, could be especially in radio. You know, when things go when things are great. You're the guy. You're the guy. And when things are bad. What are you doing wrong? Yeah. And then one of the other things, did you know that I, I think I told you that I worked 911, right? For a while. I was going to get to that because as interesting as it is to sit across from a table and watch uh, successful gamblers, degenerate gamblers and, and depraved gamblers and, and people who are just there first time ever gamblers and see that variety of people. I can't imagine the psychological strain of 911 calls so yeah when i worked 911 police and ems fire dispatch 
Um, that was prior to the casino, working for the casino. But those that was the time that I flunked out of both of those. So I worked for Delaware County, and then I worked for Franklin County. And both had you, a bunch of fantastic. When you say you flunked out, what do you mean? Well, I didn't. I didn't quite. I went through the process, began working there, training, and then within six months of not one but both of those gigs, six months was kind of like you're either going to sink or swim. Within six months, I ended up sinking on both of them, and it's a multitasking thing that I never really mastered. And it's you that you'll have on a headset and literally 911 can ring while you're dispatching police or fire or EMS. And somebody's on the other end. And sometimes you are supposed to pick that up while you're listening for someone going, hey, I've got a whatever. And I can't remember the codes where they're pulling somebody over and you got to you got to stay with them now radio wise while that's going on. And you're answering 911. It was unbelievably stressful, man. It was crazy. And if those things, you're on the phone with somebody who's, oh, my God, he's, he's not breathing. His lips are blue. Blah, blah. They're going. And then you got somebody going, I got one running. And somebody they pulled over takes off. Now you're in a pursuit. So you got to try to, you're going back and forth with them. You're trying to talk to somebody on 911. It was it was incredibly stressful. And those type situations didn't happen constantly, but they were very possibly a part of a, a of a you know a, a biweekly situation that you could be in in the middle of, and so after a while, when they would put me out on the floor after going through training, and then I just I just never got it. I didn't I wasn't able to grasp and be good at the multitasking that aspect of that. It does it does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It it bothers me because, um, well. Why does it bother me? Maybe because I'm, a, maybe because I'm a guy. Is that a good answer? Because I hate to lose. I I don't I don't know if those are good answers. All right, but well, I I try to. I'm going. What do I attribute it to? But it does bother me some. Because I want to win at everything I do. And so I mean, yeah. So it bothered you that you couldn't do that job. Yeah. To the to the level and standard that they wanted you to do. Right. Because I wanted to be one of those people where they go, that guy's. He's he is man. ice in his veins. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, da, 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 you know, during that, sometimes something would pop off and then somebody would have to step in and, you know, save me, if you will. And that happened enough where they went, look, you're not getting this. We got to cut you loose, you know? And I'm like, oh. it was hard to accept. Is that it one was. of the few failures in your life? Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard because I, I test through the roof for that. You take initial <laughs> tests. Yeah. And and it says this guy's a good candidate, this guy's not a good candidate. And it says I'm a great candidate. And so that's what was really hard about it. I'm like I'm a great candidate. Why why in this translate? How many times though have have has something looked good literally on paper? And and not and not yeah, and yeah, I trouble not with come, the curve exactly come to fruition, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't beat yourself up over it. I think it's maybe 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 a blessing in disguise. Oh, it was. To kind of realize, you know, that we all have limitations. You know, we all have things that, you know, as much as we want to think we can do anything we put our minds to, we do. We we, we have limitations. There are, there are certain skill sets, my friend, that, that we don't possess. You know, right. I, I'm never going to be a great athlete. I never was a great athlete, you know. Uh, and, you know, no matter what, I think if I would have done this differently or that, I wouldn't have been a great athlete. You know, I was good in radio. 
I'm a good writer. You know, a couple other things that I'm pretty good at, but I know what I suck at. And I don't obsess over trying to uh, worry and, 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 and fix that. Rather, I'd rather focus on the things that I'm good at and be great at them. Did you go to, do you ever go to like high school reunions? Do you ever go to those? Went to my 10 and my 20. I went to 10, 20. I went to 10, 20, and 30. I did not go. I'm old than you. I did not go to 40. But when you went to those, yeah. did you have people? Was it from here? Was it this? Uh, Steubenville, Ohio. Okay. Um, was it people who knew what you do or what you did for a living? Uh, at the time. And they would say, "What are you, so what are you doing now? In the first 10 years, let's see, 77, 87. Yeah, first, I wasn't in radio in the first 10 years. So what was I doing then? Oh, God, I was, I was in the investigative work then. So I couldn't even really talk about what I was doing without getting into very long, tedious conversations. Then the 77, 87, 97, I was in radio. Yeah, the 20th. And then the 30th, I was still on radio. Did you get people going? Because you were going, I was good at radio. I knew what I was good at and what I sucked at. And then you get people going, man, what's that like? How are you? Like, how do you do? Because I'll get people that say that and they go, man, what's that like being on the air? Like, yeah. that's got to be so fun. And how, how, how elite of a group is it that we are in? Yeah, very much. You know what I mean? It's this, this, this minuscule amount of people who ever get to experience that. Yeah. That's always, what's cool about it. I always... Uh, kind of smile Hansberry you can appreciate this and people are like, so you know over the years so what you like talk for two and a half minutes and then like you know a bunch of commercials how hard is that you can play whatever songs you yeah, want yeah, you pick out the music you yeah play, <laughs> you talk for two and a half three minutes and then you're done and you, you know so how how long how long are you actually working dude I'm like yeah I talk for two and a half three minutes you're like, yeah. you got it. Sure, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. Sure. yeah, for four hours every morning. For the last 24 years, you come on and try it. And and then when you get tongue-tied and, and don't know what to say or what to do, then then tell me how easy it is. Uh, yeah, when I would go back to the reunions, I was I was voted most humorous in my class. You know, I was the, the funny guy. So they knew I did stand-up comedy uh, at the 20-year reunion, so I had to go up and do shtick at my 20-year reunion, which was fine, but like, oh, God. Right. You know, I, I, I just want to blend into the bad paneling that's at the hall that we're at, you know, and, 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 and eat the the bad food that's on the buffet and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and see right. some old friends and be done with it. I didn't make it to my 40th because there was a conflict. I had a... I actually had a gig. I couldn't go. So, um, yeah. So I did my 10, 20, and 30. You? I haven't been to any. I Why? Been to any. It's convenient to not go for me because I'm like, I felt like all it was was this contest where people would just be like, yeah, I'm doing really well. I own this or I own that. And I was always like, I, so I don't have any interest in that. And a lot of those people... Anybody that I wanted to keep in contact with, I always did. Right. So I don't have an interest in going and seeing. And some of them popped up on Facebook just when I started at TVN. A lot of high school people actually have popped up on there. Cool. For whatever reason. Not really on the Blitz, but at, at TVN for whatever reason over the last five months, a lot of them have surfaced. Friend requests, and I'll go, 
oh god what I, I used to wrestle with that i was on that guy's wrestling team like that's cool to see and and some of them it's genuinely good to see them or whatever on there but yeah i just never i never it was never my thing because i always felt like it was a pissing contest yeah i never felt like it was a pissing contest i was you know excited to see some old friends and that was about it for me right yeah i never got into the in the pissing cut, I guess maybe because I, I I knew going in there's going to be somebody way more successful than me there, so I already accepted that as being the case. So and so is supposed to be a doctor; he's a doctor. So and so is supposed to be a lawyer; he's a lawyer. You know that me? makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I am what I am, and and good for you, and good for me. You know, right? There's no need to no need to whip out your dick and 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 see who's is bigger as far as I'm because I'm not doing it. So right, and I feel the same way about radio. You know, some shows are more successful than others and big deal. You're in that rare air that we talked about the doing whatever you're doing and you're doing it to the best of your abilities. Done. Right. 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 Absolutely. Mark Blazer has been our guest. And for those of you listening in Columbus, Ohio, Mark Blazer on WTBN AM from three to six. Those of you listening outside of this Columbus, Ohio area, on Whiskey Business, you can go to the iHeart app and stream him from 3 to 6 and and hear some delightful talk and discussions about a variety of things. And, um, well, man, you're kicking ass right now. Thanks. And It's uh, it's a ton of fun. It is. is. You look like you're having fun. And that's the important thing. I mean, you're lucky that you're in a job where you can say that. You know, a lot of people go into a job from, you know, morning till evening and and hate the grind. I mean, we're, we, I've been fortunate and you currently are fortunate that you're in a job that you get to talk and, and let people talk to you and have a great time. And you're, and you're very good at it. So thanks man. Yeah, it's, you're right. You are blessed. I'm over the moon, over the moon. It's great. Yeah. And you like the shift three to six. I love it. And the, the best part is, you know, having a five-year-old son, he doesn't leave until, you know, to go to school until, and it affords me that ability to be with him in the morning. So I don't have nice. to rush out and have a great support system. And my folks are in town and they help and it's great. I mean, that's the good, that's a great shift right now. You could do a podcast at eight o'clock at I night, could do a pod- drink a little scotch and not have to worry about getting up at five o'clock in the morning. Amen. Work. Yeah, absolutely. Not you you worried about it either. I'm not worried about it. You have to worry about <laughs> well, it. You have to worry about it. All right, man. Did you enjoy the scotch? I loved it. All right. Let me wrap up. Things Hold on. Let I me take do. care of some business real quick. Sure. Do, 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 do the business thing, Hansberry. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe, please. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Whiskey Business Podcast. We've been, you've been posting a lot more, Dino. I've been nice trying job. to. I've been yeah. trying to. I'm trying to get out of the uh, dinosaur age and actually uh, post more things on Instagram. I do it because it's easy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, now, uh, we also have a Whiskey Business YouTube channel, which is relatively new. So follow us at uh, Whiskey Business uh, with Dino Tripodis. And uh, Johnny, our, our uh, YouTube uh, producer here, just gave us a uh, review. Oh, cool. We ended 2018 with a uh, running commentary on It's a Wonderful Life. It was a lot of fun. So this is from that. Excellent commentary by a couple of my favorite Columbus media personalities, you and Johnny DiLoretto. Oh, cool. You guys could do this all the time, and I'd watch. All right. I see a lot of myself in Johnny and Dino. Thanks for taking time <laughs> oh, to review poor, my favorite poor. movie. I see a lot of myself in Johnny and Merry Dino. Christmas. Oh, you need help, my friend. And that's uh, <laughs> from Dave Farley. Is that what it is? Yeah, Dave Farley. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.
Yeah, cool. Yeah, rate and review. Uh, the more you do, the the more exposure we get, and the more we expand our our audience. Um, Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production, produced on the audio side by Mr. Greg Hansberry, and on the video side by Mr. John Whitney. Uh, all the opinions and comments are, are those of me, your host, and my reluctant and sometimes not so reluctant. Did you have a good time? I loved it. Yeah? Thank you very much. Thank you, I had man. a great time. Thanks for kicking off 2019 in a, in a big way, man. It's an honor, man. And, it uh, is an honor. Continued success in all you do and whatever you do. God bless your family and, uh, and your wife and your kids and the whole... The whole and and let's hope the Steelers do better. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. In 2019. Bye-bye, A.B. <laughs> He's leaving. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? A distraction. Right. Yeah. There's right. other people that can do what you do. Juju's the new A.B. There you go. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Steeler fans know exactly what, what we're, we're talking, talking about. about. Until the next bottle, see ya. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.